everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We have another edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club. But before we get to that, big shout out to our new book club sponsor, which is the Book Club Restaurant in South Minneapolis. And um, they are offering all my talkers a free special dessert or appetizer when you mention Lori and Julia or the LoJ Book Club when you dine at the restaurant. So that's kind of fun, and they have great uh, appetizers and uh, desserts. We were just looking up, again, the Book Club Restaurant. Thank you for your sponsorship. And it's you- so cute. They have their menu set up as, like, the prologue, introduction, our apps. And then if at the end, when you want your free dessert, you do your epilogue. Isn't that cool? you can get a brulee banana split sundae. Lovely. Amazing. Lovely. And now we are going to get to... The guest of the hour, Virginia Hartman, is with us, and she wrote the March Marsh Queen. Hi, Virginia. Hi, Lori. Hi, Julia. How, Great to be with you. Oh, listen, Virginia, your book, it came out last May, and then it didn't come out till this September. Well, book, book actually, drama. it was, yeah, it was, it was set to go, to launch in May, and, uh, it was delayed. It was as delayed. Books sometimes are. I so know it. Today's launch day. It's exciting. It's. I'm telling you what. Your book is. It's a little bit like. Um, first of all, congratulations. It's your debut novel. I absolutely loved it. Lori's in. I'm out of the country in Paris right now, and Brittany's filling oh, wow. in, in for her. Yes, but this book. It's such a great novel, Virginia. I mean, you must be so proud of yourself. Thanks, Julia. I love it. All right, give everybody in the setup. Okay. Well, it's about a young Washington, D.C. bird artist who works with the Smithsonian Museum, and she is somebody who wants more than anything to forget about the past. But unfortunately, the past comes and gets her. Um, her mom takes a tumble and needs her help, so Lonnie returns to her hometown near the marshes of northern Florida and she's trying to mind her own business, do her task, and get back to Washington, but almost against her will, she's drawn into a mystery surrounding her father, who died in the swamp when she was just a child. It, it, is, it is so good, and you know, you give us so much detail and so much information on the birds of the area, and on the sketches, and on the drawings, they come to life, and a lot of people are comparing it a little bit to Where the Crawdads Sing, which everybody and their mother loved. Which is because big kudos. Of that same swampy setting. It is yeah. the same swampy setting. How did you get the idea to write this book? Well, you know, I grew up in Florida. Okay. And I had always kind of looked at the birds in Florida, and you know how it is when something is right there, you don't really pay attention to it. Yes. And then I moved away, and for a long time, I lived in Trinidad in the Caribbean. And the birds there are incredible. And I got very interested in the birds there. And then, of course, when I went back to Florida, I looked at them and said, wow, we have great birds here, too. So I kind of became a bird nerd. And um, and I wanted a protagonist who really paid close attention to the birds. So an artist with an artist's eye um, was the perfect protagonist for that. It's so good, and Lonnie, Lonnie is the the young woman who goes home because her mom is failing, and then discovers some things about her dad, and then a lot of it's a thriller at the same time as as it is. Um, you learn, um, you feel like you're canoeing through the swamplands in Florida while she's drying. I just really loved your book. You're a lyrical writer. I thought it was just lovely. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, it was really fun because now I live in Washington, Mm D.C. I have that landscape down. But every time I would go back for a wedding or a visit or anything, I would get in a canoe and 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 paddle around and take notes and uh it was really enriching for me because there's no other landscape quite like that. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's just uh it's pretty unique. It's it's land that really can't be built on, although they're trying. They're trying. We've bought some uh, property there everyone once or twice. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I've got property yes. in Florida for you on the marsh. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. So it's um you know, hopefully they will preserve a lot more of the wetlands. Um, there, there are a lot of laws on the books to preserve wetlands, mm-hmm. but um, uh, it's a unique habitat uh, because of the flora and the fauna that are there. Some of it friendly and some of it not so friendly, right? There are a lot of gators, and uh, there are some gators in the book that uh, put people in peril. But, um, but. For the most part, it's a really it's a place that really sustains Lonnie mm-hmm. and gets her through all of the hard stuff that she has to go through right. and all of the questions that she has. And of course, the swamp is also a mysterious place. Um, everything is hidden around the next bend, so she encounters a few dangers in the swamp. That. Mm-hmm kind of make the book exciting it's very exciting if you're just joining us the marsh queen is the new novel that just came out and it's virginia hartman's debut novel and you know one of the things that i think a lot of us um i mean some of the questions that came up for me is reading this so lonnie has been trying to escape from home and escape from her past but your home seems to always pull people back for some reason you have old elder elderly in your family or something and when you get there, even though you fight it, it is home. Exactly, exactly. And that house on the marsh carries so many memories for her. And her mother's herb garden is so generous and so expansive. And she, there are things that she loves about that place. There's just this, the death of her father that haunts her. Right. That makes her want to turn away from all of that. And yet when she does have to confront all of these little hints and, and red herrings and, and details that she seems to be getting, when she turns around and confronts them, then she can kind of, you know, make her peace with her hometown. It, it really happens. And one of the cool things that I thought about it is all the different nuggets about all the herbs from her mom's herb garden. Mm-hmm. Like lavender is a protector of children. Marjoram is contentment for the departed soul. I mean, are these true facts? Well, these this is part of the lore. I had so much fun researching this because there is a really rich kind of storytelling tradition, and it's passed. Often it was passed woman to woman, right? Because mm-hmm. the women were the people who gardened. The women were the people who, um, throughout the ages, this is not just American history. This goes back long, much longer than that. Um, so even when women were denied an education, they had this earthy knowledge, yeah, right? right? And they knew how to combine herbs to heal. And um, so, you know, Western medicine has uh, has kind of put some of that to the side, um, and some of it they've embraced. But um, but Lonnie's grandmother in particular was one of these wise women, 
and um, she knew everything there was about herbal tinctures and herbal teas and what something would help with and what would ease you if you had some kind of complaint. And um, her mother, who was really not very folksy when she first got married, kind of absorbed a lot of this herb and and folklore. Um, and it, it really is a rich background. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It, it was really fun to play with. I I said to somebody the other day that um, I counted it when I was lying on my couch and reading about herbs. That counted as writing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because they do, it adds just this extra little sparkle to the story that is really, you know, Rosemary's a funeral flower. I mean, just all the little nuggets. I loved learning about that through the book. Your book mm-hmm. is really, really, really great. Congratulations to you. I enjoyed it. And I don't read all the books. I pretend to, Virginia. And um, because we have on an author week. And so I'm like, Lori's a prolific reader, but I really like this. So I wanted to say hats off to you. And Thank good you. good luck on your tour. And I know, you know, your book was disruptive. The things were going on and everything. But what a what a great debut. We have to ask you, um, the book is The Marsh Queen, Virginia Hartman. Yeah. What's the last great book that you read? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think it was um, Cloud Cuckoo Land by Anthony Doerr. Okay, everyone has said that book. Isn't it, it, isn't a, it a wonderful book? Isn't it like 800 pages, though? You know, it, when you when you get it from the bookstore, it looks like a doorstop. It really does. But Anthony Doerr is like the master of short chapters. Okay. And so there's a lot of white space in the book, and you, you feel like you're in such good hands that you just keep turning the pages. You just keep, you want to know what happens next. All right. I, that one we've heard from so many authors that it, we might have to read it now. I think you do. (laughs) I think we do. Well, thank you so much. And it was such a treat to meet you. And best of luck to you. And I hope your um, publicist contacts us when you come out with your next book. All right. Thank you, Julia. Thanks, Virginia. Nice meeting you. Right. Great. All right. The the book is The Marsh Queen. And we've got two copies available. Grant's going to give them a buzz at 651-641-1071. And we just need to give one more shout out to the book club restaurant in South Minneapolis, and when you go there, you can either have a free app or a free dessert when you dine there. And mention Lori and Julia. We'll be right back.